Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Yolanda and Cornelia Show. A Christian perspective on hot topics surrounding our community with emphasis on personal and leadership development. This show is inspiring, informative, and entertaining. You never want to miss it. Now let's see what everyone is yakking about. The Yolanda and Cornelius Show. You may contact us through our website, www.trifoldoutreach.com, or by phone, 800-664-1793. Hello. Welcome to the Yak, the Yolanda and Cornelius show. We are excited to be back with you on today. I know co-host has been out and walking. Tell us about your your walk today, sir. 7,500 plus steps this morning, 3.2 miles, I do believe. That's what the phone said. It's all, I don't know how accurate it is, but yeah, I believe I have walked that long. And at some point today, I want to get on the bicycle and ride about 10 miles just for a calm down and a cool down. So uh, pray my strength in the Lord, co-host, because hey, we know we have to stay healthy. The Bible says prosper and be in good health. So Amen. we want to make sure that we uh, are mindful of our healthiness and health because they say health is wealth. So, hey, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. And we're going to challenge our co-host not to so much compete with me, but compliment me. How about that? Can I get some noise on the compliment? On you complimenting the... I'm not sure which noise. Guy, you know what button it is. (laughs) You know what button it is. Look at it, y'all. You know exactly what button it is. Yeah, it's time for you to compliment Compliment. Compliment. Won't stop chirping. <laughs> Compliment. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I'm School is back in session. School yes. is back in session. I've talked to some of our children at the church. They are logging on, getting logged in. Last week was a challenge and catastrophic in many areas, but uh, we are hopefully praying, and this week will be much better, even for the teachers. The teachers were having problems, so it was a a district-wide issue. I mean, you had a lot of kids getting on from probably about 80,000-plus kids hitting a, a, a server. So that's a lot. That's a lot to deal with and a lot to handle. I don't know if the computer system or whatever they bought was made to handle that at one time, but they are making some adjustments. So we're grateful for everything that's taking place by Zoom, by Schoolology, by Teams, by 
Google Meet, Hangouts, whatever. I mean, it's so much stuff now that it's all virtual and digital. So I'm grateful for that. Yes, if the children did not know technology and if the parents didn't know, they are beginning to learn it now. So we are excited. About what oh, you, you, we are you all found learning. the right button. Yeah, you found the right button. Yes, I found the right button. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. God is so good. Hallelujah. I know um what was it? Early Sunday morning, uh when Apostle was in the studio, she uh, was in my seat, so it kind of threw me off and I was in your seat. And so um I was pushing all the wrong buttons. So it's good to be back in the right seat and hopefully I get the right buttons pushed. Amen. So so I encourage our listeners, if you hadn't had a chance, go back on um the morning glory prayer. It's an awesome prayer. Please go back and listen to it on the podcast. Apostle Lashandria Snipes and her daughter Elena. They were our special guest and God knows I thought it was just going to be a few minutes. She, she went in on me, uh, but it was all good. And she will from time to time uh, be a part of our uh, discussion in regards to deliverance, because that is what she does. I, I told the listeners, I said, if you want someone to come to your church and to help train and equip, uh, your your leaders in regards to uh, deliverance and prophetic teams, etc. She is the one to call. Do not call me. Do not call Pastor Hill, but call Apostle Snipe. She will help you to get your deliverance teams together in your congregations. Amen. 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 Amen to that. Right. Do, let me say. Let me echo and reiterate. Hey, that's not my gift. And I, I want to be mindful that it is a gift of every pastor and overseer, but functioning in that gift, uh, my gift is teaching, my gift is exhortation, um, my gift is discernment, my gift is administration. And sometimes they expect the pastor to flow in all gifts at all times, and he or she possibly can, but that's a stretch. That's why he gifted the body of Christ. He's given some the gift of wisdom, the gift of knowledge, the gift of help. So we're grateful that in this season of your church and your ministry and your organization, understanding deliverance, that people function in their gift. Because deliverance can happen instantaneously or deliverance can be a process. And I'm learning that it's both. And it happens on, on both spectrums. Amen. Amen. So I know you are also doing a night discussion, uh, evening discussion mm-hmm. on this book. And I, I know you um, had one of your sons in the ministry. So what exactly did y'all discuss on yesterday in regards to pigs in the parlor or, or oh, deliveries? Well, lovely co-host. It's, it's, I'm about to get you. It's on the Yolanda and Cornelius page. So uh, let me tell folks to go to the Yolanda and Cornelius page because I shared it on the page. But we're just now introducing the text, Figs in the Parlor, getting into the text, getting into the chapter one, getting into some of the terms, some of the vocabulary that surrounds spiritual warfare. I've learned that, you know, as a teacher professionally, there's some vocabulary associated with certain concepts. 
And right now we're just doing just a vocab, building the vocabulary to understand uh, spiritual warfare. So I guess that's going to be one of our hashtags today in uh, this show, in the description, just building vocabulary, understanding what a principality is, understanding what warlocks, warlocks, witches are, understanding uh, the wickedness, understanding the demonic attacks, uh, getting the vocabulary, because people need to know. When you hear these terms, these are the concepts that are attached or associated with these terms or that concept, these are the terms associated with that concept that people don't have a clue. You know, they just read the scripture, just reading it because it's vocal memory and it's just memorized without understanding that that spiritual warfare that Paul is addressing in the book of Ephesians, uh, chapter six, when he goes through that litany of things. And then in other places, he talks about some things that deal with spiritual warfare. And Paul was always on the precipice of helping the church understand spiritual warfare in the first century. Therefore, 21 centuries later, I believe it's still our mandate to understand what spiritual warfare looks like from the first century up into the present age. And uh, we're doing a better job of addressing it, teaching it, and making sure people understand that we are in spiritual warfare. Amen. You know what you... um made a, a a good point in regards to vocabulary um language because sometimes especially those who might function in it sometimes you may use terms or terminology and you may be so accustomed to it not realizing everyone doesn't understand what you mean like just like even saying warlock i mean what is a warlock you know you just what is that you know so you, you're exactly right. Um, we need to look at uh, vocabulary, terminology, certain words that are associated with certain things in deliverance. Um, and, and what do they mean? I don't necessarily know all the words and, and what you mean. Some of the things that you brought up, I think, week before last, uh, purging. You know, everyone doesn't understand what do you mean when you say purging. Somebody is purging. So, you know, you're you're exactly right. There are certain things that go on. And uh, let me say this in certain types of deliverance, because I, I, when I look at counseling, I look at that as a form of deliverance. OK, um, even sometimes when people are praying for individual, uh, there can be certain types of deliverance or healing as deliverance. Um, some of the deliverance we're talking about will be, um, having demonic spirits, um, um, cast out of individuals. So that's another form of deliverance. So, um, certain words that are associated, we do need to start discussing it and, um, with our listeners, cause sometimes people may not fully understand, uh, certain, uh, vocabulary vocabulary words that are used so thank you for making that point we can definitely tell uh uh and we thank god for the educator that is in you to be able to uh bring that out one of the things um in the book on page two of the book and again we're looking we're reading pigs in the parlor 
Um, and and the book is by Frank and Ida Mae Hammond. Again, Pigs in the Parlor is by Frank and Ida Mae Hammond. You know, and for some reason, and we didn't do too bad when we discussed uh, one of the other books and we got through it. For some reason, I was thinking we would be able to get through chapter one and then chapter two and then chapter three. And, you know, co-hosts, I think it's taken us two or three weeks just to get to the second page of chapter one. So this is not going to be a short process, but when you're dealing with deliverance, it's a whole lot to deliverance that we have to learn and understand. So be patient with us through this process, but we are on page uh, two now of, of chapter one. And so... One of the things that the author brings out, he says, it is not uncommon for demons to speak through a person who is being delivered. And he uses Mark chapter 1, 23 through 24, as a scripture reference. He said, I have often heard evil spirits declare This is my house. They are referring to the person's body and are seeking to deceive the person and the deliverance minister into thinking that they have a right to that body. No demon can back up such a claim. All demons are liars and deceivers. Demons have no title to bodies redeemed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, one of the characteristics of a demon is that they can talk or that they can speak. And so I remember bringing up the situation that I told you uh, when that demon began to manifest and speak through that person. I wanted to jump 20 feet back and you said, well, why didn't you? You know, it took me off guard. Um, And in the voice that it began to speak in, it was, a very, very heavy and uh, angry uh, voice. And it just totally caught me by surprise. So those who do deliverance ministry, or even when you're dealing with certain people who may begin manifesting, um, they are beginning to show signs uh, that they need to be delivered. They're beginning to speak in different voices, um, one of the signs that they may have a demon in them is uh, the voice that they're speaking in. So I'm going to go ahead and let you speak to that, sir. Listen, you're supposed to jump. <laughs> I, I'm still waiting on you to jump. You need that to wasn't no joke. That caught me off guard. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I don't look at let me take this. You just telling the story is scary. So let me pay a bill or two to calm myself down. <laughs> I need to pay some bills first. Hey, y'all, this show is brought to you by Walker's Cafe and Grill. From 12 to 5, you and drive. Walker's Cafe and Grill in Nashville, Tennessee on you and drive. This show is brought to you by the Ephesians Primitive Baptist Church, 1506. 22nd Avenue, North Nashville, Tennessee, where I serve as senior pastor. This show is brought to you by Forever Zion, www.foreverzion.com, for accessories, the paparazzi jewelry, for your boo, your bae, your children, uh, your nieces, your cousin, your friends, your coworkers, your bosses. This show is brought to you by Trifold Outreach Ministry 49. 
Dry Creek Road, the Good Flood Bill, Tennessee. This show is brought to you by Jump Back Ministries. Anytime you run into the demonic spirit, you need <laughs> you need to jump back. <laughs> <laughs> Jump back! <laughs> no, y'all, we having a good time, but that's a part of the show. We just joking, but I'm still like, I am still, I'm still learning about walking in deliverance. Uh, I, and I guess that's something we all gonna have to do is learn more about it. Remember, I come from a very traditional, very very traditional um, denomination, and I love it dearly. I love it till the day I die. Kevin. Primitive Baptist born, Primitive Baptist bred. When I die, I'll be Primitive Baptist slash Baptist dead. And uh, all of my life, this is something that we've never really, really talked about. So it's still new to me. And, you know, being on certain assignments with you, looking at the demonic uh, in, in that type of form, it's different. And I'm just like, I'm learning. I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning to appreciate the blood-bought bodies that I'm in now and how I can take authority over that. And a lot of scripture is making more sense because I'm having that experience to deal with this particular uh, or these particular scenarios. So it's something interesting. We see demonic manifestations throughout scripture. It's interesting, and I made the comment last night to Elder Palms, and I'm, you know, bringing it in to, to let you, uh, you know, segue into something, the same topic or a different topic. I talked, I told him last night, it's interesting that people can be full and filled with God, but they don't want to be freed from God. God don't, they won't let God free them from that demonic activity, that demonic state. You know, church has been become a place where people are getting full and filled, but some of them are not getting freed. Mm. And, you know, that is a very delicate place even to talk about because it's like, okay, you're still shouting, you're still jumping, you're still bucking, you're still dancing, and that's a, one of the manifestations of the feeling. But are you allowing God to free you? Mm-hmm. So maybe you can help me understand that, co-host. I don't understand. You, you can help me. I'm not sure uh, about uh, helping you. Uh, however, what I will say is you're you're totally right. Um, because some people, and, and I know it may sound crazy in saying it, um, some people are happy with the demons just in their life. You know, they uh, don't want to be uh, set free. Uh, you look at some uh, drug dealers. Uh, they happy with the way they they live. They're happy with their money. Um, they don't want to be set free. And some people they have a relationship with the Lord, but that area. Somebody who has a, a, a gambling addiction. Somebody that has a sex addiction. I mean, it goes on and on. You know, they they're happy and comfortable with whatever that is. They're happy going to church. But in certain areas of their life, they don't want you to uh, touch. So um, I'm in total, total agreement um, with you in regards to that. You know, as we uh, begin talking about this chapter, my mind um, went to 
because uh, earlier uh, you had uh, mentioned um, Paul, and you remember um, when uh, the slave girl or the or the one that was being used uh, by the men to um, do certain things, I guess, to get uh, money, and she began to call out Paul. And, and talk about these men are uh, of the most high. So she was beginning to articulate who they were, but that was actually a demonic spirit that was manifesting in her to speak and say uh, what she was saying. And of course, uh, her masters, uh, you know, was very upset uh, with Paul and them. So, but at any rate, the, the the enemy will allow um certain people to continue to to operate in uh whatever it is they're operating in until we make that decision that I no longer want to serve him. And that kind of takes us further into the book discussion. You know, the author talks about if a whole herd of pigs basically say came into your house or, or some other place, you know, how would you treat that? Would you be nice? Would you clean up after the pig, etc.? I'm paraphrasing, you know, uh, would you sit and dine with those pigs uh, or would you drive those pigs out? So if you had a whole bunch of pigs, they then came into your house how would you treat them pigs? Would you be nice to them? Kind? Oh, here you go, pig. Let me give you some more food, pig. Or would you drive them out? That's for you, co-host. I'm getting the skillets ready because we're going to have some bacon, <laughs> some pork chops, some ham. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that gospel song. Come on in the room <laughs> while we get the skillet together. <laughs> Come on in the room. <laughs> now, I mean, it's interesting that uh, this particular concept is being painted so vividly. Uh, you know, we cut, no, we clown, and this is about entertainment too, but. Uh, that is a very vivid picture. And it's like, no, I would not allow, listen, those animals don't have a right in the house. Listen, listen, let me say this. The only time they have a right in the house is when they on the table. You'll catch that later. <laughs> You'll catch that one later. But I'm not a pork eater. I'm not a pork eater, but I don't, I don't, I don't ever see myself allowing people. Listen, listen, listen. This ain't Charlotte's will. <laughs> we talk about slaying demons. You hear me? Mm-hmm. Pigs are not my friends. Right. Uh, so I'm just at a place. Once again, I'm at this place where I did not even think that those associations that I became so familiar with, and you can talk about the familiar, were a demonic attachment mm-hmm. and demonic assignments on my life. You know, people talk about the familiar spirit. You got to, and what's familiar um, is interesting that a lot of us believers, well, in my circle, because, hey, my circle's very small. These are conversations, once again, that we just didn't grow up having. Right. And right. we did not, we did not understand that 
the music, the art, the culture were influenced by the satanic realm and world and they were influential in our lives and we begin to behave a certain way. We begin to do things. Uh, our responses. I talked about that last night on the show. Uh, our responses and some of our responses uh, emotionally are driven by Satan. And I use the illustration of Cain. Look at Cain's response. Look at how he responded. He rose up and slew his brother. Right. His response and reflex was strictly from the devil because he said sin lies at the door and is about to have his way with you. So, I mean, it, it's interesting. And like I said, and like you said, this is no simple, simple talk. This is no 20-minute sermon, 20-minute teaching, and you're done with it. Uh-uh. I mean, this book is not, it's not a large text, but the depth of this book is priceless. And you and I both know we've gone to places, especially higher education, where now we can look at it from this perspective and say, that professor, male or female, or that whole administration was nothing but a, was nothing but pig. Mm, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. I mean, right. I know. I know. I already Lord have mercy. My yeah, Lord. That, that, was, that was revelation, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, you felt yes. all of that. You, you hear, here, I hear, here, here I am in debt, in student loan debt. Uh, I'm in student loan debt, and I'm indebted. And the people who were designed to shape my life. I hear I am a sheep, but I'm I'm sitting in a classroom with Pete. Mm. Wow. And it's uh and hey, but I, I say this and I'm true. When the sons of God went to present themselves in the book of Job, look who showed up. Mm-hmm. Look look who showed up. That personality showed up. So uh it's a lot. And, you know, I know we about need to wrap it up. I don't know. I hadn't been keeping up with our Yeah, we're, we're about at, at four minutes. Um, okay, but, but we I, can wrap it up. Yeah, I want us to go back to something I had mentioned earlier, talking about Paul, because I think it's very important uh, that we give the scripture references. Uh, Acts 16, uh, verse 16 through, I would say, 18. And it says, once we, when we were going to the place of prayer, so they're going to the place of prayer, and I'm reading the NIV version. Uh, I, I know uh, Pastor Hills is used to the King James. I'm reading, I'm so sorry. I'm reading the uh, NIV. We were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune teller telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the most high God. Who are you telling, who are telling you the way to be saved? She kept this up for many days. And finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. 
at that moment, the spirit left her. So again, just talking about how she was speaking, but she was speaking because she had a demonic spirit that was had manifested in her because of her fortune teller. It had opened her up. And yes, the spirit recognizes God's people. The spirit in her recognized who Paul and the ones who were, uh, was with Paul, who they were. And that's the thing. The spirit can recognize who God's people are. And you got people that are in um, these uh, not only falsehood religions, but they're uh, in fortune telling and, and, and tarot card reading and all this other kind of uh, stuff. But they're doing it by demonic presence. That's why we should not go to these fortune tellers and, and, and psychics and all this other kind of stuff. That's why God's people should not participate in that because you are opening yourself up to demonic spirits. And yes, they, they might can even tell you your address, but they're doing it in a, uh, from a demonic presence. They're not doing it from God's presence. And then you will find yourself later on down the road, um, having to deal with warfare that you shouldn't have had to deal with, but because you open yourself to the demonic, we're at 28 minutes and 19 seconds, brother pastor, you'll have the final words and let you uh, pray us on out. <laughs> hey, I'm still tripping about, uh, that time. And it's funny, but it's not, uh, someone in Creflo dollars ministry had, I guess use a church phone to call a psychic. And boy, he was livid. Wow. He was hot. He was wow. hot. Boy, he was hot. He was all, you know, it's syndicated state um, broadcast talking about who ain't going call a psychic? Why would you even invite that demonic presence into our, you know, and I, we do it out of ignorance. Sometimes we do stuff. We don't know. Some of us don't know. But man, when you know, you better leave that alone. Right, better leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. But anyway, hey y'all, we just about to wrap it up, get out of here. Pigs in the parlor. Uh this is something that a book you definitely want to invest in. Frank and Ida Hammond, you need to get it and it walks you through a lot of things in deliverance. We talked about a lot of things today, you know. Uh the psychics, we talked about uh individuals that are being sealed but not being freed. And we don't want to make a mockery out of God just wanting to be sealed by him, but not freed by him. Talked about school, the opening of school and the disasters that we, and the challenges that we had last week, but hopefully we off to a better week out. Hey, this is the Yak, the Yolanda and the Cordelia show. I'm about to pray us out. And hey, play the outro. We'll see you next week. Same place. Same time here on the Yak. Heavenly Father, we thank you right now that you've given us this opportunity, Father God, to be on our bended knees this morning. Praying for those individuals, Father God, who are listening near and far. Father God, we are asking right now in the name of Jesus Christ that they understand that there's a hedge of protection around them. And with that hedge of protection, Father God, comes so many things in the spiritual realm. And we are grateful right now that in the spirit, Father God, they have life and life more abundantly, God, and you have given them all things that pertain into this life. Lord, you sit in the model prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. So we pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ for the daily bread that you have given us. 
we thank you right now, Lord, that you have allowed us this opportunity just to understand what deliverance looks like and how we need to be delivered. Lord, we know we walk by faith and not by sight. Lord, we ask right now that you just continue to teach us your word. Give us the word, line upon line, precept upon precept, and we know we cannot walk through this thing uh, quickly or rapidly because we know this is a process. And Lord, we know that there are steps to deliverance. There's a need for deliverance. Then there's walking in the discipline of deliverance, Father God, and hopefully from these particular talks and lessons, Father God, and lectures, Father God, we can continue to add to the study guides on pigs in the parlor, Father God. We thank you for the yak, the Yolanda and Cornelia show. In Jesus' mighty name, we do pray. Amen.